Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delady. So what? Well, welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Um, I'm pretty knackered, to be honest, because I've, I've had uh, a whirlwind London weekend. Um, what a weekend might, in the smoke seen, in this weather. You might have seen, oh yeah, God, it was fucking proper Mediterranean weather down there. Hot down somewhere in the city, back of my neck, yeah. feeling awfully shitty, yeah. as the song goes. I think it does, yeah. What's that Spike Lee film? Will the heat do the right thing? Where do everyone's the right on the thing. brink of rioting because of the heat, it felt a bit like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it did, it felt like, you know, when you when you come out, and you're abroad, and you come outside for the first time in the day, and it just, it, it just fit, yeah, and the heat just hits you, it, and you can, you can you. almost smell the heat. It was like that. And, um, it's too much, mate. It's too yeah. much. I'm, I'm going to be staying in the whole fucking week. I had one appointment this week that involved me having to, like, leave the home. Mm. Really, well, I've got one tomorrow evening, but like a daytime venture into the centre of town. Oof. And it's an old mate who I haven't seen in ages, and I was really looking forward to seeing her. And thank Christ, she cancelled last <laughs> night. And I, I, I levelled with her as well. <laughs> She's like, sorry about this, but I've got cancelled. She had like a legitimate reason, and I was like, listen, I was looking forward to seeing you, but good, like I just, <laughs> but good, that like, I just don't want to go out in this fucking weather at all, like an old man who has to stay in shelter. Yeah, it was, and I, and of course, getting around London on the tube and everything, uh, and all the people and being underground in the heat, stinking. But, um, yeah, but we. we I took the kids down because I wanted to do a, what I described as a cultural odyssey, mm. um, and we went to see three things in 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 two days. We went to see Jerusalem again, second time mm. I've seen that. The Mark Rylands thing. How well, was it the second oh, time? Well, even better, if anything. We're, Triumphant. We're slightly better seats, a better view. Rylands' performance, it, the way he physically manifests himself, is just it's. Incredible! It's unbelievable for him to do that night after night. Now that you yeah. yourself are in the old thespian game, yeah. you must see it through different eyes. I do, I do. Mm. I, I the eyes him. of a thespian. Yeah, yeah. I was watching him. I was thinking, would I have done that scene like that? Might I have tweaked it a bit? Maybe I would have yes. done things a bit yeah, differently. I can imagine. Um, in some ways, it must dis- detract a little bit mm. because you're looking at from a professional point of view, yeah. which sort of it's it's hard if you just watch it like a civilian. Yeah, where it just washes over you. I, I just see, if anything, I just see the flaws in his performance now. If anything, yeah. I just you're think mm. you, you've got a keen eye for technical mistakes y- and yeah. so forth. I just think was that the right decision there, Mark? Could you have maybe moved across the stage a second or two earlier? You know, left a, left a beat before you delivered that line, an extra beat. As yeah, we say. I bet sometimes um, you must feel like 
You must have to hold back from shouting, no, bad stagecraft. Yeah, enough. From the audience. Start that scene again from the top. Error, error. (laughs) Acting error. (laughs) Alert. It's okay, I'm a professional. Stop the play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we watched that again. Jerusalem, fucking brilliant. Get get along if you can. It's on the middle of August. Tickets go on sale every Monday at 10, 10 a.m. They put a few tickets on sale. They're usually right up in the gods. So the view isn't great, but they're pretty cheap. Um, and it's worth going even to yeah, see from fucking, that high up. There's two things against it. I like the theatre. I don't go often, but I do I do really enjoy just the experience of being theatre. It blows my fucking mind to see them cunts up on yeah, the stage. that's the thing, Like it? working it all out live in front of you. Yeah. Right? Um... So I, I like it, and I used to take my daughter to see musicals and stuff as well. She's not so keen now, but I, you know, I used to like going to see a musical and stuff. But um, there's two things against it, of course, and they are: it's expensive, and yeah. in almost every venue, it's fucking uncomfortable and all. It is. It pretty and much so is. those are two problem things about you. Like you pay a huge sum of money to be fucking uncomfortable for a couple of hours, mm. but they're not all uncomfortable. No. Um, I mean, and these... also there is a lot going for it that makes even the expense and the discomfort worthwhile yeah. if you if you get a good play. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah if you if you if you're up there in the in the gods as we uh, as we describe it up there mm. um then yeah the view isn't great but like I say it's cheap and it's a good way of getting to see it. I mean the top price seats are like 200 quid each which Fucking is madness, mad isn't it? But um, but to see to see Rylance in the flesh up close, well, two hundred pounds. You've just remembered I do have to go out today to 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 buy some tickets for a show. That to go I, you out, just remind you can't me, do so online. I will have to venture out. You have to go out. Well, and it's buy only them. luckily it's at there is a small venue in the middle of Barnes, and they mm. are actually doing an arts festival this summer. Oh. Um, I can't remember all of the acts, but there is one act. There was one show that really leapt out at me, and um, I will be taking my son Len and my mother, who is a huge fan of this particular performer. So mm. me and Len asked her to come with us because we knew that she was a lifelong fan, and it was really not one to miss. Um, it's Basil Brush performing oh. live in Barnes. Wow! Yeah, I travelled down for that. Later this week, I'll get you a ticket if you want, mate. They're not that list. expensive. It's a fucking stroll from my house, and you can have a lovely beer by the pot by Barnes Pond oh, afterwards. It's a great day out. That sounds amazing. Basil Brush. Basil Brush, here in my hometown. Basil um, Brush, can I just say, in the same way that Zippy was, Basil Brush feels diveable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> in fact, when we saw it, I mean, me, me and them, we were just walking across, like, the... Um, the, where, the the sort of green where this like um, kind of art centre is, and uh, and I spotted a couple. They were part of this art centre. A couple of comedians, one of whom I knew. She was a regular on the much missed um, comedy satire show, Sam Delaney's news yeah, thing. Now permanently we, rested. Yeah, permanently rested. Um, the Zoe Lyons. Do you know her? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. She used to I'm be on the show that. a lot. I don't know if she was ever on one of the ones you you were on, but 
She, she uh, she's lovely. So when I was going to that, oh look, I know her. She's doing a show. We might go and see it. And he's looking at me like, I don't give a fuck who you know, mate. I'm not going to see that. And then he went, never mind that. Look who's on the next night. Battle fucking brush. <laughs> and he said, get on the phone. Get on the phone to Bren. That's my mum. He yeah. said, because um, she loves Basil Brush, which she does. So uh, it'll be really exciting. Unfortunately, my mum, as I've told you before, when she, she's she got something called cataplexy. Mm. Uh, she's also, she also has narcolepsy, but I think it's related because it's a neurological adjunct. Yeah. Is cataplexy, which right. just means that she she has a, like a, she passes out and has a seizure when she laughs too much or oh, any, right. at any moment of high emotion right. but with her it tends to happen most when she's laughing a lot yeah. and there'll be high high risk of that happening when yeah. she goes to see basil brush because she's have a to huge inform fan. the st john's ambulance when you arrive that she's a I possible, hope will. Yeah, I'll possible say that. situation Just keep an eye keep an eye on this aldea with me because she yeah. will she will probably go down because, within the first five uh, because minutes because basil brush is going to raise the roof yeah, yeah. hilarity wise <laughs> I am genuinely excited I would be yeah it's going to be fucking good God. I'll do a full report obviously I think he's still a thing isn't he on children's BBC I think Basil Brush still is going he's still strong. going after yeah. all these years well I said to Len well let's watch a bit of him on YouTube to get us in the mood he did, he did a you can find a safety video because there was a time I think in the 70s and early 80s where Basil Brush was pretty much he was as ubiquitous as I don't know like Paddy McGuinness is now. Yeah. Well, if he's doing safety videos, he's up there with Kevin Keegan. That's the level he's exactly. at. And, and he did safety on the beach, right? <laughs> it was safety. You know, like they do it in the summer. Like, you know, be careful getting in yeah. the sea. And uh, they had him and what's his mate called? Mr. Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy. It was him and Mr. Roy. And they're on this beach. And Mr. Roy. And the good thing, like all of our favourite... Mm. Um, puppet characters that we've talked about before, you know, Zippy, Blobby, all the greats, Emu, right? Uh, what Basil brushes, he takes a fu- he absolutely undermines anything that any sensible cunt is trying to do. That's yes. his whole, that's his whole raison d'etre, and that's the same. It's the same of Blobby. It's the same of Emu, right? And it it's the, the same chaos, as Zippy. The thing is, it's like if you're trying to get something achieved, I will purposefully. Fuck it up, <laughs> right? Because I think sit like that is boring and cunty, and oh, I'm here to God. fucking mess things up, right? And so, Mr. Roy is trying to fucking explain, literally trying to explain to kids how not to die on the beach that summer. Yeah. And Basil Brush is changing the subject like an absolute fucking cunt at every opportunity he can. Like, they're getting absolutely nowhere in their safety messaging. I'm looking at it. Is it the airbed one? Uh, I don't think there's an airbed involved. Oh, well, there must I be remember. two, then. Is it, I think it's one of these, like, BFI things or, or whatever. But um, the other funny thing about Basil Brush is he's, he's dressed... He, like, people... I mean, I don't know about you, but I sort of often just forget about this. Mm. Len said, why is he dressed like that? But he dresses like Sherlock Holmes, doesn't he? Yes, he he does. All the time. But that doesn't really get mentioned much, That which makes it funny. He's just like, yeah, well, this is just how I dress. I dress like Sherlock Holmes. That's just, I'm really into it. He wears a deer sock and he he wears a sort of a tweed cloak, doesn't he? (laughs) Well, it's too hot for the beach. Uh, Yeah, but he doesn't care. He wears it on the beach anyway. Oh, Basil Brush. Yeah, that that safety video could be diveable. It's only two minutes long, so it might just be three episodes, maybe. 
but um, there's a book boom, as well, boom. Basil Brush at the Beach, by Peter Furman, who used to be the core writer of stuff like I Thought the Engine and Clangers. Ah, oh, really? Oliver Postgate, yeah, Peter Furman was the other oh, half Oliver of Postgate, that team. yeah, I yeah. recognise that name So, more, Basil yeah. Brush book written by Peter Furman, oh, that's got to be quality. Either that, or Furman's just knocked it out in half a day. Yeah. You know, a contract job. Yeah, might he had a that. tax bill in. Yeah. And he called his agent. Yeah, might have been I was that. like, look, we've got to get this sorted pronto. <laughs> anything anything in the intray you know, didn't fancy doing, <laughs> but you, you might turn your hand to. Oh, well, yeah. we did we we did get a, a request in for you to do Basil Brush book, but it wasn't much money, and I thought it was rather low rent. They weren't a particularly auspicious publisher, so I told them no. Uh, you told them what? <laughs> get back on the phone to them, well, you daft cunt. I find the character to be a little bit on the nose. Do you know what I mean? He's a little <laughs> bit a little bit boisterous, you know, compared to a, a, either the engine or Bagpuss. <laughs> Just fucking get it done, you cunt. Get it done. Basil, but I'll write for any cunt. Put three hours aside and fucking do it. <laughs> so he did. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I don't know. That might be worth investing in. Oh, it's £6.51. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I like Basil Brush, <laughs> but I don't like him that much. Basil Brush at the beach. Or oh, is it on Google Books? It might be. It is. It is. It's on Google Books. You can look through it for free. <laughs> it might be. Oh, it's not. Bollocks. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, so you've got to see Basil Brush. Basil is Brush that, is, is that family in some kind of big show. top? You are. Is it in a big top or something like that? Is it part of a summer no, festival? No, it's just in, it's in a, a local venue in um, in Barnes. It's called the right. OSO, which is the old sorting office, right? Which uh, used to be, I think, uh, yeah, sorting up like post office sort. So now it's like a little art centre by right. the pond. It's only small, but they have some good things there. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, nice one. You can get yeah. Anyway, that's it. If anyone fancies it. Um, yeah. it's on 24th of July so not long here um, I've had quite a few offers from the Canter community right um, of a fence of a gate you know I was having trouble finding that gate that I, I wanted I knew this would happen I knew they would rally round and yeah know, it's various, really nice various levels of expertise would be displayed yeah uh, there's been various different levels of, some I don't people know just how you're supposed to vet them if indeed some you people are. just sent me a link going here's a gate <laughs> Oh, you after a gate? Here's a I, gate. I draw a gate for you. Here. There's a picture of a gate I found on the internet. Uh, why don't you print this and stick it to your fence? Um, some people ran companies that uh, did vent. There is a there is a guy. He's my front runner. Yeah. He uh, is reasonably local. No, let's do this. Let's do this on air. I'd usually ask something like this. You're going to ring him up, but I, I see this as potential <laughs> content. Well, we could ring him up. Okay, he's fairly local, right? Like he lives in a town about fifteen minutes away. Mm. Yeah, he is a professional joiner, right? right You've yeah. got a mate who's a joiner, so yep. we know joiners generally are good good people. And then right? listen to this podcast. Yeah, you've told me before. You said you can always trust a joiner. Right? Did I? No, but I just know you've got a mate who's a joiner. But anyway, let's uh, establish what you think. So this bloke, he says that he's a joiner, and he says yeah. he will make me a gate. Yeah. 
uh, cost only, yeah, just right. for the materials, right? Um, so that that's good. Uh, it'll make it to my spec, obviously. It's that yeah. design that I want, because that's what I was struggling with, finding the right design. But here's the thing, because I'm thinking, what are your credentials, mate? Yeah. He told me that he'd been over my way not so long ago right. to make a gate for another high-profile local resident. Right. Can I guess Michael who it is? Ball. Michael Ball. Michael Ball? I've never told you before, but Michael Ball is another high-profile resident of Barnes. I've actually sat next to him um, on the table next to him in a local restaurant when he was having his birthday dinner once. Oh, nice. And he was larger than life, as you would oh, imagine. Oh, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Very upbeat. Yeah. Not one of these guys who's like that on telly, but then when you see him out and about, he's a grump. Miserable he cunt. was really like... I mean, he didn't sing, but mm. I was. I kept thinking he was going to. It was like he was constantly on the verge of breaking out into something or other. Mm. Remember hell. that song? Love, love changes, changes everything. everything. No, yeah. no, no. I hated it when I was a kid, but see, now I'm thinking about it and thinking I, I think it's a banger. <laughs> I think I'm it's not a sure. fucking I banger. Let's do it again. It's, 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 it's fucking Lloyd Webber, isn't it, though? It's Lloyd no. Webber, and it was like, as we said back then, a kissing song. A kissing song. It was a kissing song, We didn't song, like yeah. that in the charts. Well, there's another one who lives in Barnes, Tim fucking Rice, mate. Yeah, Sunderland fan. Tim oh, Rice. yeah, we talked about it before, <laughs> we didn't we? Tim Rice, what a legend. And here's another one, while I'm thinking about it, because I saw him on Saturday, and I interviewed him for my book, Mad Men and Bad Men, the one about political campaigns. Mm. Chris Patton. Right former Tory chairman and former governor of King, Hong Kong. King of Hong Kong, wasn't he? King of Hong Kong. And I interviewed him for my book because in the 92 election, which was a very, it's like a watershed election campaign. It was one of the few times where I could say, actually, the campaign played a real, the ads and everything played a, a part in actually dictating mm. the outcome. Because it was when John Major, against all the odds, beat Kinnock, even though he was way behind in the polls because they did yeah. all them posters about tax you'll have to pay more tax if labor get in you'll have to give some of your money to other people to the poor, poor people instead of spending it on a new conservatory or a new computer <laughs> don't vote labor instead of getting your loft converted you'll have to give it to a poor person's hospital <laughs> and everyone's going oh fucking hell i was gonna vote labor as well but no i don't like the sound of that at all no, they mention it <laughs> uh, fuck that! I'm not giving any money to schools. So um, Chris Pat- can I just say, have you? Do you know? Don't give too much away. But do you know where Michael Ball lives? Do you know where his no, house I is? No, I don't. But I know he lives in Barnes. But I don't know where <sighs> his see, house is. Because you could, could have gone around and looked at the gate, couldn't you? Well, I reckon I could find out. I only like a couple of phone calls, and I could know his yeah, exact British address. Journalist, of course you could. Well, yeah, and I know some right local busybodies as well who fucking know everything about every cunt. <laughs> Honestly, that's good it's though. That's good to know the busy busy some people. You're inside are. the tent pissing out instead of outside the tent pissing in, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to be. Thing is, I is I've got it both ways because I'm not busy. I mean, I don't, I don't, no. I try not to make local friends. There's two people who, locally who I've had my sights on since day one in this area. You know, it is Lineker and Le Bon. Yeah, those are the only two people I've got interest in making friends with, and so far I have failed. But I will never give up. Right. Um, but I'm not busy myself, but because I know some right busy cunts, should I need any intel, local yeah. intel, I can get it, no problem. You're busy So adjacent. I can find out where he lives. But anyway, 
I suppose what I'm asking is, Andy, is does the fact... Do we believe that he made a gate for Michael Ball? I would say, yeah, because it's quite good knowledge. It's outlandish as well. That Michael Ball is a local resident. Yeah. If he was a liar and he listened to the pod, it would be easier for him to say he'd made Lineker it's a gate because he knows bond. I'd be in either way, yeah. right? Um. He says he'll. F- I said you fit it. He goes, yeah. So that would mean me giving him my address and him coming here. What do you mm. think about that? Um, what info have you got on him? Have you got like a phone number? Have you got a name of his company? That kind of thing. Is he on? No, is he on Trade? Is he on? Is he on one of those? Um, uh, maybe I'll those, do some live research. You've got to do here. some research on him first because he could just be any fucker. Yeah, he could come round, um, try and bum me or something. I mean, you've probably got to meet him at a, a, a neutral location and then take him to uh, services. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah I've got to say, so. on his email, there is no company details at all. Right. Oh, hang on, though. There is a picture of mm-hmm. a gate he's made. Now, is this Michael Ball's gate? Well, this, it he, fucking is. No, no, no. Hang on. Can I just stop you there? There is a picture of a gate. Michael Ball's not in the picture. It doesn't even it doesn't even say that he's made it. He's just sent you a picture no, of a gate. It's just from Google Image, probably. Yeah. I tell you what, though, it's a so, fucking nice gate. I mean, it's much nicer than the gate than I, than I'll be buying off him. You can do what they do on this catfish. is a high class gate. You could do what they do in catfish, and you could do um, a reverse image search to yeah. see it, where the source of that image is, and to see whether it is just if, it, if nothing shows up and it's the original photograph he's taken of the gate. It doesn't appear online anywhere. You're in. If not, it could just be from fucking sexygates.com or something like that. And he's just lifted it. <laughs> Wrong and gates. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, his name, which I'm not going to reveal mm. at this uh, point, because, but I might reveal his name at some point, because if I do end up allowing him to my home, I will yeah. reveal his name in the pod, because then if he kills me or anything like that, this will be evidence. Well, you might have to his reveal it quite to, to recommend him. <laughs> right. Yeah, if he turns out to be fucking superb. Now, I found someone by his name claiming mm. to be mm. a joiner right. on Facebook. Right. But it's not him because he is. it does not appear that he is from the place that he claims to be. Oh, so there's someone else so at the same He has name. no web presence. If I type in his name fucking with the hell. word joiner, mm. there is no web presence. Have we tried putting his name is... plus gate? <laughs> Yeah, well, I put his name plus joiner. I mean, I think he does all sorts of joiner. I don't think he's just a gate specialist. Mm. Let's try once more. And is he going to do it to your design? Because you've got a dream gate in mind, haven't you, that you can't find anywhere? Yeah, no, he has said that. He said, send me a picture. He said, send me a picture of the gate. Because, you know, remember I told you I I boasted that I had two gates in my front garden. So I just need it to match the existing good one. Right. And he said, if I send him a picture, he'll make it. I like that. I like that where, yeah. where someone's prepared to use a bit of craft. Do yeah. You know what I mean, rather than just knock something out generic. There you go. Good. It's a gate. Do what you want with it's it. It's a brown gate. There's Enjoy. Do you, if you don't want it brown, fucking paint it. You can have it open. Use it in your fence. <laughs> stick it up your ass for all I care. It's got three settings. Open, shut and ajar. Uh, hope you have a lot of fun with it. Invoices in the Standard post. Standard gate stuff. Seven day payment. Thank you. This guy is nowhere online. Oh shit! 
Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Maybe he works under a company name. Maybe there's that. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing <clears throat> on his. Um, there is. There is uh, nothing on his email. That's the thing that bothers me. There's no mm. sort of like, you know. Usually, you'd have a, an email signature, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Some kind of. Is there a phone number? <laughs> no. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is dodgy, isn't it? Thing is, right, he might listen to this and then he'll get back in touch with some credentials and then we will go back over the credentials he sends. Mm. If he does not, then I will go back to him direct. I mean, there's a few gate offers on the table, mate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you'll sift through them, haven't you? Some of them are, like, from different parts of the country. Like, one lot were up in, like, Cumbria. I mean, you know, how are they going to get the gate to me? It's not worth them driving it down. They're going to mail it. I mean, it's going to cost fucking loads to courier a gate, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. The costs are going to mount up. So this guy appeals because of his locality and obviously the Michael Ball thing, that is appealing to me, as you can imagine. Yeah. Like a gate handcrafted by... By the same man. <laughs> gatesman to Michael Ball. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's Michael Ball's gatesman. And it's I had him do my out. gate. Yeah. Cost price. Cost price as well. I'm the same as Ball didn't get that. He got a big twenty percent markup. Oh, definitely at least. Well, I think when it's a celebrity, it's always about thirty percent because you know they've got the money. Yeah, exactly. You take the piss a little bit. I'm getting podcaster rates. (laughs) Fucking hell. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Talking to that is another one to run past you. I'm doing the um, Andy Dawson private life logistics on today's episode. Yeah. Um. So I do a West Ham podcast, as you know, or mm-hmm. I believe you probably know, called You Irons. Yeah. And there's another podcast, which I've mentioned before, that I'm a really big fan of and is much more successful than mine. 
right. and they're Patreon only, and they made a real success of it, which I've supported because obviously we run our operation on Patreon, and I like to support and encourage other creators, right? <laughs> and plus, I'm just a big fan of their podcast, and they're they're really nice lads, and they I appeared as a guest on it, and then they go, why don't you bring your podcast onto our Patreon offering? All right, right yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Because to be honest, my one is, you know, I enjoy doing it because it's talking about West Ham. But it doesn't have a big audience. I don't know about Sunderland. There's so many fucking podcasts now. Like yeah. each club has so many podcasts. And they all have YouTube channels too, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking you know industry. I mean? So it's a, it's a tough market. Yeah. And, you know, I never did it to think I want to be the number one West Ham podcast. But we didn't have that many listeners. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I said, yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's do it like that. And they'll give us a little bit of money, you know, from that's their Patreon. Nice. And that's how they run it. It's different times. They put stuff out every day, but they don't themselves put it out every day. See what I mean? They run it yeah. like a, you know, like a channel. A channel, yeah. And their their podcast is like the main thing, the main appeal, because it's really good. And, and one of the fellas is an ITK, you know. So he has all the advanced oh, well, that's transfer, good, yeah. all that stuff, right? So his is the good one, whereas mine's obviously just me talking a load of bollocks that listeners to this podcast will be more than familiar with, yeah. right? This is what some geezer wrote to me on Twitter. You're oh, like God. this, <laughs> okay. right? Because basically, <clears throat> let's say 500 fucking West Ham fans listen to my free podcast a week, right? Not enough to ever fucking... Um, make any money or anything like that. But yeah. fine, it's fun, and I like talking about West Ham. I put the thing out saying, right, we're now, next season, we're going to just be on this with Patreon thing. So mm. subscribe if you you'll get us our podcast, plus five other podcasts, plus loads of other content every mm. week. It's a good deal, right? It's five a month. Fucking hell, that's nice. This is what some guy wrote. <laughs> just to check, <laughs> will they be producing the same free content? No. <laughs> I've got no mate, we're on Patreon only. But it's only a five and you get loads of podcasts every day. Thank you, Sam. Given how prices are rising generally, this is the worst time for me, and I suspect a few others, to commit to spending accumulatively sixty pounds a year extra, I'm afraid. I do object to the way this was advertised as a positive, for when many, it's a loss. But I wish you well. <laughs> Like, literally, uh, is it me uh, or am I being lectured? Uh, right? I'm being lectured. I'm just getting, yeah, there's loads of other free podcasts about West Ham, but I do this for a living, right? Because <laughs> that, that's the thing. It's like, mate, you're not going to struggle to listen to a podcast about West Ham. No, you can chuck a rock um, in the The only yeah. problem you've got is if you think mine is so much better than the others mm. that you can't live without it. But I'm here to tell you, it's not. It's just, an, they're all just... <laughs> They're all just some cunt talking about West Ham. <laughs> about you know a child's I mean? game. Interchange me with any of the other cunts. It's all the yeah. same bollocks, right? He's written this just now. Understood. And appreciate that it takes time and effort. I suppose my point was that the tone was it was good news, which I don't think it is for many. <laughs> but I respect some will have no issue with it. I appreciate the need to do it, though. The absolute uh, cut. <laughs> I wrote, you're reprimanding me for my tone on Twitter. I am so sorry to have pitched it incorrectly, mate. Uh, That's sarcasm I've employed there, which is mm. a sophisticated form of humour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a 
Can you believe it? Yeah. I just didn't. Well, I didn't take. I don't. I don't approve of your tone. Well, I mean, this is this is this is the internet for you. Two things about the internet. First of all, the thing I hit most about the internet was that it suddenly made everybody think that everything was fucking free. Yeah. And previously, they would have had to go out and buy a newspaper or buy a magazine. Yeah. Or you know, fucking buy a VHS or DVD of a film if they wanted to watch it. The internet yeah. came along and everyone started chucking everything on free. there for nout. Yeah. Um, and now the re- the balance has been redressed a little bit over the last few years, where people realise yeah. the content is has a value, and that the people if it's that good and there's effort it, being done it that put into it. Yeah, and if I mean there is stuff out there that's free. There's lots of stuff that's free, and a lot and of if it's shit, shit. If someone tries to charge something and you think it's shit, yeah, then don't buy it. Yeah, I don't exactly. buy the fucking Daily Mail because I think it's shit. But I tell you what, I don't do. I don't fucking email the editor of the Daily Mail every day. Going, I can't believe you're charging money for this. I hate it. I refuse to pay. I should buy the Guardian. Thank you very much. Right, and he'd be like, "All right, fine, you cunt." Now, I I understand the fucking basics of free market capitalism. Yeah. Buy what you want. Don't buy what you don't want. I'm not on to fucking what's his name, Lord Rothmere, yeah. going. How dare you charge my... I saw your newspaper in a shop today. It's one pound. How disgraceful. Make your journalists produce it for nothing. Oh, man. And the other thing about the internet is that everyone likes having a fucking whinge on there. If you had to put yeah. a stamp on your fucking tweet and go down the post box and put it in the post fucking box, you wouldn't do it. Um, I, really you... don't like being, I don't, really don't like being lectured about my tone. Hmm. I had a one the other day. Someone tweeted the Mince account and said that yeah. he was he was up to episode twenty three, and yeah. there were a couple of regular features around that time that he didn't care for much. And could we go back to doing something that we did it did in episode fifteen? Oh yeah, sure, mate. Now, first of all, <laughs> the fucking good news, or might be bad news for him, is we've done about hundred and thirty other episodes since then. Yeah, this is the point that he's up to in his listening fucking journey. And secondly, no, we're not going to go back and do what we did in episode 15 because that was in fucking 2016 and doing other things now. So are thanks for your mental? input. Yeah, they are. People, people are mental. mental. Yeah. yeah. This Some is madder are. than the shit my kids would come out with when they were little. Like, I don't <laughs> want that. Can't you make it? Can't you make a unicorn that's strawberry <laughs> flavoured and flies? No, I can't do that because I'm not fucking magic. <laughs> Wah! Yeah. Oh, hang on. Live update. He's just got back to me again. Oh, yeah. It's not a reprimand. Oh. Just, I guess, my feedback. Appreciate I may not have said it right. Apologies if so. Yeah, oh. fuck off. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> what he does for a living? HR exec. Everyone knows they're all fucking cunts. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, HR exec can't afford five or a month some podcasts. He's an exec. Of course, like the four to five or a month. They're a living, aren't they? Remember, Jesus. I told you the story, one of the saddest stories ever, when I worked at Comedy Central, which was a hateful place. It was the most, it, <laughs> it was the most, like, mirthless, joyless, uncreative fucking environment. Oh, you, you could did work tell me in. the HR story. Is this the and one? And I took my daughter in when she yeah. was about six or seven. Yeah. And I said, Could, do you mind if she sits in on a meeting? And the head of HR said, Actually, yes, we do. She should not be here. You have not filled in the correct forms and you are actually in breach of several of our internal laws. And my daughter just burst out Verbal warning. Verbal warning. Verbal warning. Your child is crying. Stop it from crying. It's a health and safety issue. Switch off your child. Switch it off. 
And my ch- and my daughter was like, "Oh my god, you're in trouble, Dad. Am I in trouble?" And I was like, "Fucking hell, the old world's in trouble. Trust me." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But oh, what was I going to say? The other two things I saw at the weekend. Oh, for, for, but getting back to Jerusalem, sitting just a few seats away from me was none other than uh, Greg Wallace. Whoa! From off of the off of the telly. Now, just quick word of warning about Greg Wallace. He is Millwall. You know that, right? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't care for Greg Wallace. It has to be said. Don't, yeah. Nah, he's a greengrocer. Yeah, What's I he doing him. on MasterChef? He's a greengrocer. Yeah, he knows his fucking fruit and veg. That's why. Well, it's not all about fruit and veg, is it? But two two things. He was wearing a cap when he was coming and going from his seat. He put a cap on, so he didn't want to be recognised. But yeah. he was recognised. And yeah. he was also laughing a little bit too loudly and a little bit too heartily at the gags. Do you think he wanted to be noticed? Um, that's for others to say. But he, he laughed. He lived out loud and laughed out loud. Um, so, yeah, Greg Wallace was there. Um, what was the, other? the second thing we went to see was on the evening, Saturday evening, Tony Blair, The Rock Opera, at a oh, really yeah. small theatre in Finsbury Park, and it's written by Harry Hill. Oh, I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah. And I booked the tickets when it first got announced and the, the, it was only on a short run and it ended on Saturday night, so it's finished. Sam, one of the funniest right. fucking shows I've ever seen. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, that's great. Because Harry Hill did a musical a few years ago about the X Factor called I Can Sing yeah. and it was it launched in the West End. It was yeah. big shit. And it shut in six weeks because it either wasn't great or people weren't interested in it and it just didn't, yeah. didn't fucking fly. And I kind of thought, mm, has he been burnt and is this going to be kind of a bit iffy as well? It was fucking phenomenal from start to finish. Oh, that's it great. Was, but it's finished. It's got to come back. It's a kind of thing. Back, then. Yeah, it's got to come back at bigger venues because it's so good. Um, and so that was that. And the third thing was the ABBA thing at the ABBA oh, yeah. Arena over near your, your manor where your that. football yeah. team hang out yeah I've got to have a bit of a look at your football ground have a little sniff about um, what do you think of it it's impressive isn't it it was from a distance it looked alright it's got big big letters on the side that says West Ham so it was yeah, nice to West see Ham. West Ham's here over here for West Ham stay away um, Millwall yeah so that was nice and the ABBA thing is if you if you like ABBA you will love it it is yeah. it is magnificent and it's also really weird because obviously it's it? holograms. <laughs> is it like a gig but with holograms? Is that basically what it is? It's like a it gig is? with holograms. There's a live band that plays, and then you listen to the holograms singing. So you listen to the vocal oh, track with so a live much. band as well. I love it so much because it's like such a brilliant idea that it's they've nuts. come up with. It's fucking nuts. The whole but it's concept a brilliant of it. idea. They're like you know they know they're they're a huge band, right? Yeah. And that they can sell tickets, no problem. But they're thinking, well, we could easily sell out any fucking stadium we wanted to in the world 365 yeah. days a year but we're already minted and also who can be fucked we're quite old and yeah, we're living this we're living our best lives in the Swedish countryside or wherever yeah. the fuck it is they live right and they're like well I suppose what we could do is just make holograms of ourselves <laughs> I think cunts would turn up to see that to be honest I mean they could have a live band but we don't have to be anywhere near it you know what they call that mate passive income is that what it is fucking good for them good for passive them passive income is the is the dream it's like where yeah. you're asleep in bed but you're always earning money well I mean yeah. we could do, we could do this as a hologram live show at some well, point 
there is something I keep seeing these ads pop up on Facebook and Instagram for, and it, I don't know if you've seen these, but it says um, write brilliant blog posts automatically. Yeah, right. And it's AI. Right, it's an yeah, yeah. AI service that claims to have, and I'm looking at that thinking, oh, I don't know about this as a writer myself by trade. Mm. This is not good news that they've got robots doing it's, it. It's now. the equivalent of the self-service checkout in the supermarket, isn't it? Putting it the, is, the cashiers but I thought then I thought they'll they'll replace every cunt with a robot eventually, but not mm. me, because you cannot replace mm. the. The the craft, Andy, yeah, of a of a professional writer and of a, a great, a truly great journalist, yeah. But unfortunately, they've done it. But then I thought, well, what if they could do like if AI can do blogs? There's no reason why it shouldn't be able to do podcasts as well. Well, that's, that's it. There's got to be software that can take all of the output we've done and then select words of audio yeah. and then rearrange them into brand new. Ghosts, um, boobs, triggered, holes, digging. Yeah, all of that. Gates. Yeah, create new stories from old. Yeah. All the words. We must have used all the words in the English language at this point. Yeah, well, so, most of the basic ones. We don't know a lot of the fancier ones. Fingering. Yeah. Um, Pancho from the flats called <laughs> me up. He wants to dig a hole. With his finger. <laughs> he calls it fingering. Do you know where I can buy a gate from a ghost? <laughs> yeah, or we'll just knock out a live show of done by holograms. But yeah, it's, it's fucking great. It's not just the band, the hologram band playing the whole time. There's others because there's massive. There's a massive video screen behind the stage. Mm. It's a huge. It's like a dome. The venue is like a dome, and it's like yeah, they built the venue specially. So so mad, isn't it? It's because it's weird. You just find yourself. I'm like I'm emotionally moved by this thing that isn't even real. Yeah, you know. It's, well, it's, it's, that's wonderful. I think. I mean, you know, if they can bring joy to a ma- the maximum amount of people mm. without them having to get off their asses, then that's a beautiful thing. It, it, it's what, like what song did they open with and what song did they close with? Sorry, op- it's a very crude question, but I just they, need to know. They opened with the visitors, which is the title track from their final album, the visitors. Oh, I don't know that one. 1981, which is which is great because it's a it's a great song, but it's not one of the most popular and well known mm. ones. It's a great opener for a, a live show. So they haven't just mm. done the thing. We're just doing the hits. Here we go, bang, 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 right. bang, bang. That's quite a varied set list. I'm not going to tell you what the last song was because I'm not going to give away too many spoilers about it. Because but you get all the ones you're hoping for plus others, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, and what else was I going to say about it? Um, yeah, I just, I just. It's it's great if you love ABBA, you'll love this. Um, and um, how should I put this? Were you uh, sexually triggered by the experience? Yes, yes, I was. Do you want Me, to go into uh, any more uh, detail, by, or should we just? I, I, I mean, I, I tweeted it. There, there. Are, um, I've got some thoughts and feelings about the cyber version of uh, Annie Freed right. that I need to spend some time sort of coming to terms with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that is a woman that not even in your wildest dreams you will ever be able to have because she does not exist. It's does like not falling exist. in love with the Cadbury's Caramel Bunny, mate. In that category, exactly that. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's the same feelings. Uh, I thought I'd put that behind me back when I was a, a young lad, but it's back. Yeah, falling in love with the Penelope of, Pit Stop it's in the and then realising it was yeah, just a drawing. Yeah, and it, it, it's Anna Freed, um, cyber form. If you're going to go 
I recommend getting the dance floor tickets. Mm. I wouldn't go and take my daughter, yeah. Because you can have a dance. Because we were, we were in the seats, but we were quite at the side. Um, quite near the front, but at the side. So the view of the holograms was slightly warped, so that their legs looked slightly thinner, and mm. their bodies looked slightly thinner than they should do. Yeah. So um, we were almost like looking at them as a 2D sheet of paper, if you like, slightly. And I think if you're in, on the dance floor towards the centre, you'll see them looking more fully formed in all areas, shall we say. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> do I'm going to look into that. Tickets are I'll get, on sale I'll get already. The ba- I'll get. I'll nip out for the buzz, Basil Brush tickets, yeah. and then when I get back, I'll jump online and get the other tickets. I, I, I had a look. Tickets are on sale going through right on next May. They've, they've got the venue leased till twenty fucking uh, twenty seven, I think, something like that. They've got it for five years, so it's not ending anytime soon. And I think I'll go back for another turn on it. Did the kids love all three of these things? The kids loved everything. And honestly, there were three absolute top-notch things we went to see. We had a fucking brilliant weekend. And, you must um, have been knackered. What I'd, did you have for dinner? Uh, we went to a place called Shake Shack. Which oh, does yeah. burgers and they do vegan stuff as well because my daughter's vegan. Yeah. We yeah. did that. And then yesterday we just kind of had snacks and then just got something at King's Cross Station. So we didn't have any special, like, restaurant experience. It was too fucking hot. It was too hot to be too sitting hot. down indoors and eating Don't stuff. Don't feel hungry. Nah. But we did, do, we did do 35,000 steps in two days, according to the Steps app, which is a lot Fucking of steps. Hell, mate. So I need to have a bit of a sit-down today, I think. Yeah, you need to wait. But you it was all, it was all I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll big myself up. It was all part of my 50th birthday celebration. It's my 50th mm. birthday is tomorrow on Tuesday. Woo! So, so if anyone wants to send him, I don't know, a gate, for example, yeah. which would be a fantastic present, yeah. or any joined-up bits of wood to any of the joiners out there, and he is receiving birthday presents. Tomorrow's the deadline. I would take yeah. a new gate. I don't need one in the same way that you do, but I would take mm. one. I'd take a gate. You know what? I would. Do you remember when we did the Kevin Keegan deep dive and we watched that documentary about his life in Germany? Mm. And he had some wrought iron gates specially made for his rig in Hamburg. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And they had KK they on did. them. So my challenge to any of our joiner friends or wood craftsmen mm. is can you do an initialed wooden gate for Andy Dawson's 50th? For tomorrow. With AD on. <laughs> for tomorrow. The yeah. challenge has been set. And uh, I reckon that's about it. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, we've done 45 minutes. It's quite a lengthy Fucking Monday episode. Hell, far too much. Right, uh, okay. We're nearly at the end of the group stages of the Hardness World Cup. If you are not subscribed to IFS Turbo, then you should think about it because at the moment we're doing the Hard Bands World Cup mm. and there's matches every day and we're nearly at the conclusion of the group stages and it's uh, very exciting. Simple Minds triumphed in Group G last uh, last night. Um, and second in that group was Boney M. Wow. Third, Bill Haley and the Comets, and <laughs> fourth, Black Lace. Of course. Who I thought would be... Because I thought they'd done all of their... They'd come up through working men's clubs in the north of England, yeah. and I thought there's always aggro in those places, yeah. so Black Lace don't underestimate them, but people didn't rate them at I all. Think they also, got like 4%. Also, um, what the, the original members of Black Lace are now both dead, I think. Well, that's going to and be a hindrance. As are as Bill Hilly and the Comets. That was obviously in people's thinking when they were voted. Well, there's a lot of dead artists, Elvis, Prince, but we're sort of, take it as red that we're talking about them in their prime. In their pomp. Mm. Okay. 
All right, thanks everyone. All the usual stuff coming up this week on IFS and stuff we did nine months ago. If you're not IFS, you choose. Goodbye. Goodbye.